some suspect, and once in a while, man's evil prying calls them just within our range. You're listening to Cthulhu and Friends, a real play pop Cthulhu role playing experience, starring. Nika. That's so exciting. I've never been that close to Jesus. Fred. I am no doctor, but I definitely don't look good. Mike. I still haven't even got paid, which is probably not gonna even happen now. Steph. Alright, well never you fear, sugar. I am on the case. And your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another another goddamn episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu and Friends. I am your Game Master, Veronica. My pronouns are she, they. Hello, it is I, Fred, the friend, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey everyone, Mike Lane here, and I'm playing <gasps> the enigmatic Daniel. My pronouns are he, him. And my name is Steph. I'm playing Gladys Cooper. And my pronouns are she, her. Yay. Thank you so much. Uh, Nika Howard is gone for this episode. So be sure to tweet at her and say, we missed you and we love you. And we hope you had a great time doing whatever it was that you're doing. Chilling in the Ozarks. Yeah. Chilling in the Ozarks. That's exactly what, uh, what she's doing. So, um, what happens now? Luck. Oh, <gasps> shit. Yes. Luck yes. happens. Yes. Uh, luck happens for everyone but Nika. Oh. <laughs> 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 wah, Too bad. And of course, uh, there is no luck for Mike uh, because he's starting this new character. What? So uh, <laughs> just JJ and Gladys will be getting yeah, yeah. luck this time. So go ahead and roll for that while I say thank you. To these amazing patrons. Nighthawk, play that one song. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, it it is good to have Nighthawk back. Is it not? You know what else is good? These amazing patrons. <laughs> Thank you to Yorin Hatink, Zypher, Weird Girl, Brad Mack, Julian Sepek. Not the Brain, Jonah Eisenstock, Stuttering GM, Jack Reedy, Michael Macy, Russ Walker, Scott, Kellyanne KC, Grant Goodine, Dave Campbell, Lillian Tobias, uh, no, just Lillian, and then, comma, <laughs> Tobias Goltz, Dasker, Davos, Patarkis, Alex Coral. Ozyman Dias, Daxton Lidstedvinden. Ah, oh, god damn it. it. Just when I feel like I've got it, I don't fucking have it. Daxton Lidstedvinden. Jess. Sean Liu. Taylor Beaver. Travis Wilhelm. Kieran Medley. Kieran Medley. Leo Walker. Jennifer Gatlin. And. I'm so sorry for having messed up some of those names. Um, if I were a better person, I would stop and re-record. But I think it's important um, to say, hey, 
you can mess up on somebody's name and then just do it again. So when that happens in person, you know, just say like, oh, my mistake. Let me try that again. Um, be cool. Be kind to yourselves and others. Nighthawk, take us out. Uh, hey guys, so how did it go? What happened with your luck rolls? Guys, we always go in alphabetical order. Oh, I think Fred is frozen. Oh, yeah, he might oh, be. Oh, he didn't roll luck. He seemed oh, a little that's stiff. too bad. How, yeah. how unlucky. That's unlucky. Well, Steph, <sighs> how how did it go for you? And we'll just let Fred hop back in whenever he's done. Yeah. Doing whatever it is he's doing. Oh, leaving, apparently. <sighs> so I rolled under, unfortunately, but I did get to add 13 lucky points to my score, bringing me to 68. That is nice. 68. Almost. You know what? Add one point so you can have 69. Oh, nice. nice. You're the best. Thank you. So I just rolled my luck in, in totality, not a luck roll. Mm. And I have 55. Nice. Uh, that's Sweet. awesome. Hey, welcome, Kaylin. Hey. Recording. That's me, Steph, coming back in with my second track. Oh, my God. Recording. Fred, you f you fucking told us what your luck score was and you weren't fucking recording? No, I crashed. You crashed. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. You know that. I rolled under my luck and I got a 54. I will not ask for 15 points to make my score to 69 because I am a good boy. Good. And I'm I glad. Never, never make my game master upset. Of course not. Why would you? And oh, man. All recorded. We might just want to give Steph a heads up because yeah. she's going to be like, what the fuck? What Who are happening? they What's happening? Why? Yeah, that's true. Why are they giving their luck scores like three times? Oh, my God. 54. 54, 69, <laughs> nice. and 55, nice. Mike? Is yep. that right? 55. All right. I feel lucky. So, yeah, that's great. Steph, is this the first time you... No, never mind. Mike's characters are always the lowest luck. Um, <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. It's spread. Okay. JJ, as you are running away from the terrors behind you, you feel this kind of like blast and your back is sort of arched backward toward the blast and you're flung forward. You kind of see out of the corner of your eye as Lilith soars past you and her body crashes against a vehicle and you see her head begin to bleed and all of a sudden the angel your mother appears by her picks her up underneath her armpits and begins dragging her back in away from this creature that is now growling and hissing 
in the distance, you hear a car horn as it's blaring over and over. And you see Rudy waving with one hand as he's got the door of the back seat of the car open for you to hop into. Oh, I will absolutely jump into the car while still holding on to my shotgun that's in my inventory. Because Rudy gave it to me. Right, but we established in the last episode that you set it down so that you could hold the statues and so that you could wrap them up in your scrubs. That's what we said (sighs) in the last episode. Oh, man. Okay. If you want to, you could roll a spot hidden. And with a hard success, I would let you see the shotgun on the on your run. You know, honestly, though, if there is like some kind of cursed were creature chasing me and there's like a gaping hole in the ground with creatures coming out, I don't know if I'd have the presence of mind to even think about that gun and I, and my firearms is decent. I have a 30, but I, I think the most important thing is probably getting away and, and hearing that car horn and uh, Rudy helpful. Uh, I am ready to go and jump in that car. Okay. You jump into the vehicle. Rudy slams the door behind you. He hops in, turns the engine over, and you guys race and he fishtails in the... uh in the dirt and gravel there, and then eventually hops onto the road and y'all are speeding away. Your ears are ringing from this explosion. Rudy, where, where, what about Lilith and, and the angel? Uh, uh, boss, I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but you almost met the angels. Well, well, yeah, it, uh, I'm really not sure what went wrong there. Uh, you know, the sacrifice. It, it all I'm sorry, boss. Uh, what? I, I mean, uh, we met some people and uh, things went crazy. Um, don't you worry about it, Rudy. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's a good idea to go back to the hospital. Maybe we should just go back to the set and, uh, I don't know, figure things out. Well, I was going to uh, stay, you know, just to get over here and get behind this here billboard. And he pulls in behind some a billboard and brush because uh, I, I, I want to keep my eye out for old Grant, you know. Oh. Give a little honk in case he's running down the road with you. Uh, Rudy, uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but uh, Grant didn't make it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I, I know you guys were close and all, you know, both being my assistants. And, uh, well, I, I, I'm really sorry, but Grant's dead. Yep. As I said, oh, well. And he pulls out from behind the billboard and onto the onto the roadway again. Uh, he doesn't want to go past, you know, the area where this explosion happened. Uh, So he turns to the right and, you know, just kind of goes down the road. You watch as people on the opposite side are stopping their vehicles and pulling over 
hopping out of their cars and looking up at the sky. What are they seeing? As you turn around and look out of the back window, you see a full blood moon that is risen. And there is a large uh, shadowy creature that seems to have like these pointy ears and claws that are coming out. You can just kind of see as the moon is casting this shadow uh, at its back. And it's like up on two legs and then it falls down and you hear and you feel this crash as the ground rumbles slightly beneath you. How big is this creature? You would assume from where you're at that the creature is maybe three or four stories high. It's a very, very large creature. And is this the same creature that killed Grant? Or, or did I see like a smaller version of that kill Grant and then now I'm seeing a bigger version of it? That's right. You saw a very small version of this creature that that killed Grant. And just from the shadow alone, it kind of looks like it could be that creature. But this is substantially larger than the creature you left in the junkyard. Do I have any way of connecting with my mother, like some kind of magical communication or anything like that? Do you have anything like that on your character sheet? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, because I don't I don't know if we've ever discussed anything in regards to magical powers or spells or anything like that. Okay. Um, what is your Cthulhu mythos? Zero percent. Okay. As you kind of think to yourself about how you would like to connect with your mother and you wish that you were able to ask her some advice or questions about this, um, you're kind of just reeling through all of the things that you've seen over the past 24 hours, including this reincarnation of your mother and some of the more terrifying things that you're coming to terms with. And now the creatures and having participated in the ritual um, and this ritual gone wrong, you need to roll sanity. All right. I don't expect this to go well, so I'm just getting out my own little book. Well, so, okay, I I rolled a 74, and my sanity, uh, actually, you know what, I think it might be lower, hold on. Yeah, I think my sanity is lower than what I originally started at. I have it marked at 60. It was originally, uh, I think, 85 originally, then it went to 77, and I think I'm at 60. So I went over, that's bad, right? Oh, yeah, that's very bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good at all. Well, I'm, I am seeing like a kaiju werewolf creature. <laughs> I saw Grant just get disemboweled. Um, Lilith got effed up and, and Mama's dragging her away somewhere. She didn't come for me. She went straight for Lilith, by the way, everybody. Got some 
mama issues, I know. As JJ sees this creature in the back and kind of comes to terms with everything that he sees, just sort of without thinking, you open up your cigarette case, you pull out a tightly rolled cigarette, you light it, and you take a very long drag, and you roll down the back window, and you let the wind just hit your face, and it cools the beads of sweat that you have been kind of exuding since you got into the vehicle. And you are relaxed. This is okay. It's no big deal for you. And you sense no danger from the failed ritual, the large cat, your mother, or Lilith. These all seem like very normal and safe entities. Well, uh, you know what, Rudy? By the way, it's a fine cigarette. Thank you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think you just got a promotion. I think you deserve a raise. And, uh, I'm going to be taking care of you, buddy. You've always been there for me. And, you know, I think everything's going to be okay. You see as Rudy looks in the side view mirror and his eyes sort of get large and he shakes his head and says, Yeah, whatever you say, boss. Gladys. Nighthawk uh, zips into the airport and says, Uh, yeah, so, um, you were waiting for someone or someone was waiting for you here. Uh, the name is Daniel. Uh, I'll just wait here in the car if that's okay. Oh, yes, that would be very nice. Thank you very much. I will pop right in. Um, uh, I don't, I don't suppose you got any more information about what he looks like or. Uh, no, ma'am. They tend to keep these telegraphs, uh, or telegrams, like, really, really short because it costs per letter or something. I don't remember. Right. Elliot's always trying to tell me that. And I'm just, uh, you know, I like to talk and it's, it's hard for me sometimes to, to be a person of few words. So, <laughs> and, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll just go and I'll try to find this Daniel person. And, uh, thank you very much for keeping the car here. Uh, yeah, no problem. And I will get out of the car and walk into the airport. Okay. As you walk through the revolving door of the airport, it's a pretty small airport, um, but it's actually really nice. Of course, it's very opulently decorated and kind of this art deco style. And there is a doorman there and he offers you, um, a, a hot towel as you walk into or as you walk through the revolving door. And he says, excuse me, ma'am, you have a little smudge on your face. Would you like a hot towel? Oh, oh, goodness. That's embarrassing. Yes, please. Thank you. 
You're quite but welcome. Is it, is it right here? And I'll kind of pat my face. Uh, he takes your hand and he places it where the smudge is. Oh, goodness. Thank you. That's, gosh, that's so embarrassing. Can you imagine if I'm walking in here and have a smudge on my face? It's quite all right, ma'am. There are restrooms just down the hall if you'd like to take a moment to refresh yourself. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. I will make my way towards the restrooms. Uh, yeah, so you get into the restroom. It's very fancy for an airport. Uh, there are nice wooden stalls there, and they're really pretty faucets, a large vase with fresh flowers. Um, and as you look in the mirror, you see that do you, does your character have bangs or what's your character's hairstyle? So uh, she has red hair that's kind of like a bit Miss Frizzle, like just very curly and, you know, a bit short, but kind of all over the place. Okay. Uh, would you say it's kind of like Miss Hannigan from... Shit. Gosh, why am I not picturing her? It's a hard knock life. <laughs> <laughs> from that... Um... Annie! Annie! <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, um, I, I'd say a, a little bit more Annie. Like, <laughs> just a little bit more kind of, uh-huh. okay. you know. Yeah, I yeah. got you now. Yeah. Um. So as you look in the mirror, you see that, like, your curls are just, like, super super frizzy more than you would normally allow them to be and you have a lot of sweat and grime all over you um there are pieces of hair that are just stuck to your forehead with uh just a lot of sweat and grime you can also see that the armpits of your blouse are completely soaked through as is the area underneath your breasts so um you know whatever blouse you had is now um pretty pretty soaked through with a lot of sweat Oh, gosh. I will <laughs> turn on the faucet and splash some cold water on my face, kind of trying to rinse off any grime and grossness. Um, okay. And kind of run my damp fingers through my hair to sort of attempt to tame it. Um, and then I'm going to go into a stall real quick. Um lock it behind me and take off my blouse and just kind of like wave it through the air to try to dry it out. <laughs> um, okay. And then after a, a couple minutes, I'll put it back on and check myself in the mirror, see if I'm a little bit more presentable. Um, What's your dexterity? Oh, gosh. A uh, 45? A 45? Why don't you roll me a dex? Oh, that sounds fun. Um... I got a two. Right. <laughs> it's, it's extreme success. <laughs> uh, you are able to prevent your shirt from f slipping out of your hand and into the toilet. Um, 
And you do eventually, you're able to like find a vent or a, or like a fast going fan. And you're actually able to lift your shirt up to the, uh, to the vent so that it gets super, super dry. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, once I, I feel more put together, I'm going to walk out of the bathroom and I'd like to see if there's like an information desk. Um, sure. As you hop out of the restroom um, and you're looking in the the direction of like where most of the people are to like see the information desk, you bump into someone who is exiting the men's restroom and you are sort of taken aback with just the sheer specimen of this man that is exiting the toilet. Um, Mike, please describe Daniel to Gladys. Okay, so this guy, just just a touch over six feet tall, rather slim, 190 pounds. You might have heard of this guy, Chris Hemsworth. He was in this movie, Thor. So he has, you know, kind of the similar hairstyle, but a light brownish color. Uh, Just that really nice length of facial hair. Um, and he's dressed in a very nice tailored suit and he's wearing white dress gloves. So yeah, you bump into him. My goodness, I'm I'm dreadfully sorry. I was not paying attention. Uh, Oh, pardon me. Oh, oh goodness. I, I did not mean to just throw myself upon you there. My goodness. Um... Terribly sorry. Uh, my name's Gladys. I just, you know, uh, allow me to introduce myself since I bumped into you so rudely there. Gladys, you wouldn't be Miss Cooper by any chance. Oh, you've heard of me, yes. Yes, Gladys Cooper, a reporter. That's me. Have you read my work? Yes, a fair bit, actually. I am Daniel. Daniel Mason. Oh. I flash a smile as I extend a hand. I'll shake your hand, and I, I shake it for just a moment too long. Um. <laughs> 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 My goodness, well, this is just a, a lovely coincidence. I was just about to look for you. Well, it seems fate has intervened. Oh, how how wonderful. Well, I have a car waiting, and um, it was so nice of Elliot to send you here. I'm assuming he sent you here to assist with the investigation? I look slightly confused. Um, yes, I heard you were facing some troubles, and you came into the possession of a cat recently. Oh. I did. My my poor cat was stolen by this this dreadful man. He accosted me and and just uh, stole the kitten. What kind of person does that? What kind of? Uh, yes, I, I'm I'm afraid my kitten was stolen. And, uh, perhaps you could help me find him. 
that this this terrible man and and maybe get my kitten back. I would be delighted to help in any way that I can. Oh, that would that would be so kind of you. Um, and you know, there's been so many, so many bizarre things going on here. And as I'm talking, I'm gonna like take him by the arm and start leading him to the car. Um, so conveniently we can walk arm in arm. Um, and I'll continue on. And now there's there's been all kinds of things like exorcisms and and where people and uh, maybe cannibals who knows and it's just you know this is going to be a big story i'm so very excited elliot's going to be so proud i didn't realize so much was going on oh you have no idea the the things i have seen in the short amount of time i've been here there's there's a, a very small group of people that seem to attract a lot of this Bizarre attention, you see. Ah, here's the car. Whoa. I open the door for her. Oh, thank you so much, sir. Uh, and this is this is Nighthawk. Hi. A pleasure to meet you, Nighthawk. Yeah, it is a pleasure to meet me. I mean you. Uh. You're a driver. Uh, I can drive. Yeah. I drive. Yeah, I drive, like, every day. Yeah. Do you drive? Not usually, but when I get the chance. Oh. Okay. Um, well, do you want me to drive you anywhere? Anywhere um, you yes, want to Miss, Miss Cooper, where did you said... We were heading. Oh, now, I don't really know, actually. Um, you see, I sort of assumed Elliot had some instructions for you, but um, I had just come from the hospital myself. Uh, I, I don't... I don't know where that Antonio took off to. Hmm. And what did this Antonio look like? Uh, I will describe Antonio. <laughs> and uh, she describes a man <laughs> who is about five foot eight, dark hair that's slicked back, and um, he has piercing green eyes, um, just a little bit of facial hair, um, very rough hands. And when she last saw him, he was in a white button-up shirt, but it looked like it was made out of some kind of canvas material, almost like he had come off of a set where he was going to be playing some sort of like peasant or something. So it looked like maybe canvas or uh, something like that. Um brown uh brown trousers and uh brown suspenders and brown shoes using that description can i use my psychic skill to locate him you can try anything awesome wow. oh god 78, not so much. 
As someone who had a character with psychic abilities, it's not always good to succeed. <laughs> yeah, that's 78 out of 40 on clairvoyance. Not so much. <laughs> so you're trying to see into the future? No, uh, so clairvoyance is kind of like locating. You get a sense of like a sixth sense of where something might be or where to go. Uh, it's kind of more um, finding things. Okay. Sensing things. So you can't get a good read on this Antonio character, but you do see this or you do get this inclination that there is a small, almost tiny creature that is making their way to the road. Nearby? You think it might be due west of here. Okay. Shall I just call you Nighthawk then? Not, um... Why didn't call me anything? Yeah, but most people call me Nighthawk, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but if, I guess if you, if, if like, if Gary was good, you could call me Gary, or you could call me, um, Olivia, or you could call me Hank, or you could call me, um, Andrea. I see. Um, Nighthawk will do just fine. Um, Nighthawk, can you take us west of here? Um, I just think that might be where we need to go. Yeah. Uh, hold on just a second. I gotta get my trusty compass out. And he pulls up this really big bag. And you hear this like, (laughs) as he reaches in and moves stuff around. And they slam down this like, compass that looks like it might be from the future. And your clairvoyance, like, your psychic, um ability sort of tingles in the back of your mind that this is something that doesn't belong here. And perhaps that is why you couldn't get a good read on where you needed to go because this Nighthawk creature um, has within their possession things that might be obstructing your clairvoyant inclinations. Nighthawk, is that from an an airplane? Or it seems awfully fancy for a um, camping compass. Oh, no, it's not a camping compass at all. It's from my dad. Hmm. I don't know where he got it. Anyways, you said west? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Nighthawk takes the car west. Excellent. Well, have you worked for Elliot long, uh, Daniel? Yes, I've worked with Elliot for some time. Um, most notably, he was interested in this delay that was happening at the the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, oh? that's probably going to be the longest bridge ever completed. Uh, whenever they get done with it, probably next year sometime. Oh my goodness, that, I mean, I've been down here just so engrossed in the story. I hadn't, uh, hadn't had a chance to read a newspaper lately. Yes, uh, 
The interesting thing, or, or rather what Elliot was interested in, is there seems to be some sort of strange connection to the future color they're going to use and this interesting fog. Let's just say you should uh, maybe be reading the newspaper in a few weeks from now. I see. Oh, you're going to have a, a fantastic story breaking. Now, it's they are calling it the Golden Gate Bridge, right? I do hope it's going to be golden. Hmm, not so much. Oh. Uh, the architect, Irving Morrow, decided on an international orange color for some reason. Oh, dear. I mean, if you're going a warm color, you might as well go golden, right? <laughs> Well, I don't know. It might have something to do with ships and navigation, but uh, I nonetheless, see. I see. it should be interesting. Oh, yes. It'd be quite the sight to see. I would love to travel there sometime when it's finished and check it out. Yeah, you gotta go while it's free, though. What? Are they planning on charging for it? Um... No, never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just thinking out loud, you know, because I don't really know much about crossing bridges. So I figured that, like, maybe there was an introductory period where you could get, like, one week's free of crossing. And then after that, you pay, like, such and such amount of money per month. And then you can cross as much as needed. I see. That... Like a bridge subscription. Oh, oh my. That, that sounds like such a scam, charging people to cross a bridge. My goodness. Well, they are yep. awfully expensive. Oh, the bridge. Yes, I suppose it was rather expensive, but... You know, it was probably the... Our taxes went towards it, right? And we've already paid for it. Hmm. I suppose... It did have a rather large price tag, though. Gladys, roll spot hidden. Would have been larger if it was made of gold. I am on fire tonight. That's an 11 out of 70, which is an extreme success. Oh, nice. Um... You have the windows cracked a little bit and you see as JJ is in a car that is passing on the opposite side of the road. And not only do you see him, you make eye contact with him and he nods his head at you before blowing out a big, um, air of smoke and you can even smell this uh very distinct odor of his cigarette smoke as the cars pass each other and it wafts into your vehicle oh goodness nighthawk turn around follow that car ah that okay that was JJ, the the director of this movie he might know where that Antonio is Okay. Nighthawk stops the vehicle slowly, turns and runs out of room. Uh, hold on. Throws the car into reverse, backs up into the lane you were in, puts the car in drive, pulls forward a little bit, puts the car back into reverse, 
turns a little bit more. Oh my goodness. Oh, this three point turn is turning into more of a five point turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Can can you still see his car? <laughs> Daniel, do you see it up ahead? Oh my goodness. Don't worry. I know how to put the pedal to the metal. And he goes the speed limit. <laughs> can we still see JJ's car up ahead? You sure can. Okay, yeah, good. Rudy is not speeding good. in any way. Just uh, walking, or uh, not walking, just driving in the opposite direction <laughs> as you. Oh, well, that was a uh, bit of luck. Indeed. Uh, JJ, you notice um, in the rearview mirror that there is a vehicle that stops after it sees you because you can see the brake lights. It's pretty, it's getting pretty dark now. Um, and then they, you know, as you look at behind you through the rear window, you can watch as they very awkwardly turn around in the, in the road and then begin following you. Rudy, did you uh, see that car? It looks like they're trailing us. Uh, sir, I, I, God damn it. Uh, sir, I'm so sorry. I, I fucking, I can't get my accent right. <laughs> Catch a ride. <laughs> Catch a ride. Okay, I got it now. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about any of that. Uh, it just seems like a car had to turn around. Well, I could have swore I saw Gladys in that car. You know What's that? a Gladys? The reporter lady. From from the hospital? She was bothering us? Oh, yeah. Talking about some kitten? I don't know. Aww. Can't remember how much I interacted with her. I know I didn't do much interacting with her. That's for sure. You want me to you want me to lose him, boss? I can I can pull into this here uh gas station and perhaps we can get us a hand pie or something. You know, I I mean, I don't know if we need to lose him. I mean, maybe, you know, they're they're trying to get a, you know, an interview for the movie that's coming up. Well, you know what they say, sir. Uh I I actually don't know what they say about reporting well, you know what they say, Rudy. No, sir. I just any kind of news oh, is yeah. good news. Oh, okay. Yeah. No Even... news is good news, and any news is good news. All right. Oh, is that what it is? Is it no news is good news? That's what my mom always said. I think. I think it's like bad news is good news. Maybe know. it could be that all news is news. Maybe. He pulls into the gas station as you both kind of uh, go back and forth on what the actual saying is. And uh, he just pulls up to a uh, a pump and the attendant runs out of the gas station and uh, Rudy puts some money in his hand and asks them to fill it up. Well, uh, how about you go in and get that hand pie and uh, we'll just wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah, sir. No problem. And he walks in and uh, you're by yourself now. Are we still within sight of this creature? No, no. Okay. We've gone far enough away. Okay. I immediately, do, do I have like 
writing utensils or anything like that. I would say, I'm actually, you know what? I'm fucking resourceful. I forgot that that's one of my, like, feats. I have smooth talker and resourceful. So that means I have access to just about anything basic I want, right? Yeah. What you need when you need it. So I'm immediately just writing the second script, my new movie, and it's going to be about fucking kaiju creatures. Yeah. All right. I'm just writing furiously. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you roll art craft? Man, all these skills I have nothing in. Uh, 81 out of five. You want to use your luck? Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't even have enough. Nope. Uh, you start doing an outline and realize that uh, this is actually really hard work. Work that definitely needs to be assigned to a writer. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you're getting the gist down of, you know, what you want this movie to be about. You know, I'm a producer. I'm a director. You know, I'm yeah. not a writer. Yeah. yeah. I'm the money guy. A vehicle pulls in beside you and uh, you watch as Gladys and her crew – uh, get to the parking or get to the gas attendant and he hops over to their vehicle. Is JJ still in the car or are you standing outside of it? Oh, definitely standing outside. I'm probably like pacing back and forth, like scribbling furiously into a, a notebook and then I'll stop and like, put the notebook on top of the hood of the car and I'm leaning over and I'm scribbling into it. I will hop out of our car and jog over and be like, Oh, thank heavens, JJ. What a coincidence. That's running into you here. You still promised me that interview. Well, Gladys, uh, you let me know. I'm ready for you. Oh, like right now, that would be very convenient. I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, usually, you know, reporters kind of wine and dine me. They take me out to dinner or a bar and we sit down over some drinks and, you know, let them ask questions. But, uh, I mean, if, if you feel like it's a good time, I guess we could do that right now. I see. I see. Well, uh, you know, it is getting a little late. Have you had dinner? We could, uh, I, my associate just came in from the airport. I imagine he needs a bite as well. We could go get a bite to eat and have a... A nice relaxing evening, ask some questions. Well, I guess that would be nice. Uh, you know, just relaxing and everything's great. Got a movie that's about to be getting out onto the silver screen. I already got an idea for my second movie, but... Uh, oh, maybe yeah. I could get a little scoop on that. Um, uh, you might just if you play your cards right. Excellent, excellent. Well, we were uh, heading west, and uh, you know, there's a good, there's a really good uh, restaurant just just uh, about a block or two away from the hospital. Oh well, that that would work. Uh, it, I mean, goodness, there there were all kinds of things going on last I saw you, JJ. Are you doing okay? Oh, I'm doing just fine. What what are you talking about? 
oh, I don't know, things just seemed a bit hectic at the hospital. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, gas up our vehicles and go to that restaurant. Daniel will walk over at this time. Ms. Cooper, um, would this fellow maybe help us locate Antonio? Ah, yes. That that was going to be one of my questions. Uh, You see, we are looking for Antonio, that terrible man who attacked me and stole my kitten. Uh, Have you seen him? Good God, man. I'm I'm sorry, Gladys. You're going to have to give me a second. Uh, Excuse me, what was your name? Oh, yes, I'm Daniel. Daniel Mason. Daniel Mason. That's a strong name. Well, Daniel Mason, let me tell you something. You have the physique and the face for the silver screen. Now, my name is JJ. Pull out a card. I hand in my business card. Now, let's you and me talk, because I have another movie coming up, and I think you'd be fantastic right beside Miss Miss Maria. And I think the two of you are just going to hit off just great. I I can just see it right now. And I put up my fingers in the whole box shape as I'm, like, putting him in camera view. Good God, man, look at the way that suit just ripples over your muscles. You know, I think we need to talk. Gladys, let's go to that restaurant. I appreciate you bringing an actor my way. He is going to be a star. Excellent. And then you can help us find Antonio as well. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Daniel, (laughs) we're going to be fast friends, you and me. So it would seem. Rudy, you see the fucking muscles on this guy? Rudy Jesus is Christ. standing behind you as uh, as meat pie is falling out of his mouth. <laughs> Rudy, don't don't be rude. I mean, you know, offer our guests some meat pies. Uh, hey, I'd offer you meat pie, but you're in an all white suit and you got gloves on. I don't want you to get no grease stains on you. I could feed it to you. Thank you for the offer, but I'll pass. All right, Dad, Daddy. I mean, all right. Let's get in the car. Jesus, where are we going, old Nighthawk? Nighthawk gets in the car, and uh, he takes Daniel and Gladys <laughs> to the restaurant. Well, of course, he doesn't eat meat pie. See the physique on that guy. <laughs> I ain't never seen no physique on the on a on a man like that. Ain't looking like a statue, all hard and gray. Let me tell you, that is a man right there. Not that you know, but good God! I used to look at myself in the mirror and feel all right. Now I won't no more. Oh, Rudy, come on, man! You are a catch. Let me tell you, the ladies love you. Let's not let's not do that. I mean, if you mean catch a ride. Well, (laughs) come on. You have a lot of great things going for you. You know how to roll a great cigarette. And you're loyal. That's, I can't ask more than that. Yeah, you know how many people are looking for great cigarette rollers which are loyal. Look, you're going to make somebody happy one day. Real happy. I mean, you've made me happy. And it's not even like that. 
I mean, of course it ain't like that, but, you know, uh, here we are at that restaurant. Great, great. And it, again, it ain't like that. No, no, of course not. <laughs> I mean, look, Daniel's an attractive man. I mean, he's hotter than Hades, but, you know, it's just a man-to-man attraction. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Man-to-man attraction. It's like poetry. <laughs> his body's poetry and his face is a song. He's hotter than a honeymoon hotel. He is... <laughs> I'm fucking losing it. Oh Look, man, if it was winter, I would be right up next to him because he's hotter than a depot stove. I bet you could fry an egg on his old buttocks. I would eat eggs off of his stomach. I bet it's that hard. I bet you any old woman that wants to get with him could and should. We need more specimens like that. Here, I'll open the door for you. Man, his suit is tighter than bark on a log. And his teeth are white too, <laughs> sparkling like this, like the stars in the sky. Oh man! Anyway, I see them out there waiting for you, sir. It's been about three minutes. We've been just sitting here talking. <laughs> I'm reading the chat, and it's JJ made a JJ ism, but I read it as jism. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you know what they say. I'd rather watch him eat than eat fried chicken. That's for sure. Uh, Rudy has <laughs> stuffed another hot pie in his mouth, and he's like, Whoa, Man, he is built like a Coke bottle. I used to think only women was built like Coke bottles, but man, I was wrong. He's hard. Hard like that green glass. I'll pop his top. (laughs) (laughs) These men need to go to a poetry reading. (laughs) Learn about their feelings. (laughs) I I just imagine that they're both in there, like just stroking their dicks and looking at this dude. (laughs) We're just outside watching. Like, why are the windows steaming? Occasionally, there's like one little circle so they can look back at him. Good God, he's got more curves than a barrel of snakes. Are you fucking looking these up, you goddamn piece of shit? Oh, I I have like lists of JJ isms. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm just I'm just loving the fact that. People in the chat have to drink a shot every time I do one of those. So. Oh my god! The chungus yeah. among us is gonna be gone. He's dead. You're killing him. He may be dead. Dead. Um. <clears throat> so Rudy eventually steps out of the car and opens up the uh, opens up the door for JJ. As he does so, the the car door swings open, and it isn't very close to Rudy. And he goes, "Oh." Well, I, I'll just wait for you here in the car. 
What's wrong, Rudy? Nothing. Nothing. Everything's fine. And he gets in the car and he just like crosses his legs a little bit and puts his his, uh, hand up to his face. Okay, well, uh, I mean, if you need anything, you could come on in and eat with us. You don't have to stay in the car, No, I got lots of hot pies. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm just fine here. Bring me a Coke when you you come out. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, if you feel better, come on in, because we're just about to make some movie magic, so uh, just you watch. I think I'm going to make some movie magic in my brain. I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to go have this interview and uh, see what I could do to recruit Daniel. All right, Rudy. Godspeed, Mr. JJ. God's speed. May your mouth be that of a silver snake. May you get him. May you keep him. He will make us a million dollars. And as, I, as you just told me not 25 minutes ago, I am going to get a raise of course rudy of course don't worry it's coming in the mail don't you worry it's coming and i'll walk into the restaurant all right you do this thing um gladys and daniel have already been seated they have gotten their drink orders in and they are actually um if you guys agree you have now ordered your second cocktail yep (laughs) Well, excellent. I'm glad that you guys got started. I appreciate a person who loves their drinks. So, uh, Garcon, whiskey. He nods his head and goes off to get you a whiskey. All right, guys. So here it is. All right. Of course, the first movie is being produced and about to hit the silver screen. And Miss Maria Chavez, I mean, she is a star. And uh, Her name's Margarita. Fuck! Fuck! I thought you did the other one on purpose because you had just forgotten her name because Daniel was so fine. That's what we're going with. Yeah. I thought you were hiring a new actress. Miss <laughs> Margarita Chavez, she's going to be a star. And uh, I think, Daniel, you would be fantastic beside her in our next movie, which is called Apocalypto de los Lobos. Now, I got this idea. Well, I don't know if you're going to believe it, but it just came to me tonight. Uh, I don't know what the uh, inspiration was, but I have this idea of these werewolves ravaging this village. And Miss Maria is the only we- God damn it. Miss Margarita is the only way that we could save the people from these werewolves. And she can do it with your help, Daniel. You are going to be that next star. What do you say? I consider for a moment. I am presently employed, but maybe we can arrange something. Fantastic. I appreciate the maybes. It's the news that get me. Can I get another round over here, please? Now, uh, JJ, this... Uh, another werewolf movie that is fascinating did you get some inspiration by any of the attacks that have been happening around town attacks werewolf attacks what are you talking about well now we don't know if they're werewolves but uh there have been many uh a bite 
uh, injuries recently, and the records went missing from the hospital about those. Now, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Well, I mean, there's a lot of animals around here. We're right by the countryside. I mean, it was probably a cougar or something. All right, but the fascinating thing, and now this, uh, of course, had to do with uh, Miss Margarita's father as well, is that uh, some of these attacks had both people, bite marks, and animal. And that's where we're going to call it. Oh, Oh, God. Good timing. (laughs) Daniel, we're going to make you a star. (laughs) I like how you're like, we want to hire you, by the way. People related to the the stars from the first movie got, like, eaten. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know that. Margarita's still fine at the hospital. Is is she healing up okay? Do we know that? (laughs) Oh, she's she's just fine. Okay. Well, you know what, Antonio? (laughs) He was kind of flighty. He's probably just run out of town. Couldn't handle the pressure of being a star. So let me tell you, you stick with me, Daniel. We're going to make this happen, my friend. You and Margarita. Woof. Next hot topic. Oh, oh, man. I can't wait to hear the edited version of that back oh and forth God. of like all of the scenes. Please don't cut any of it. That was so I was, funny. I was struggling so hard to think of more. And then I was just like, he has to be looking this up. He's got to oh. be. I, I have like pages of printed sayings and they all have like categories so i'm like oh is it about a problem a talkative person about somebody that's hot and then i have like lists of sayings oh my god and so i've been slowly picking them off and like scratching them off as i go but like i forget like sometimes i don't scratch them off right away and i'm like did i do this one already i'll just do it again well, you're yeah. not a you're not a true Texan until you use something so much that uh that people think it's your catchphrase, like uh, fast friends, you know? You're not wrong. Oh, yeah. That is yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it is that time, that time when we must say goodbye <laughs> to say hello to I don't know. It's time the to say goodbye. The blood moon will come up. Tomorrow, the werewolves will come and maul you tomorrow. Yes, there'll be blood. (laughs) Speaking of Annie. God. (laughs) Jenks, get me a man with a Coke bottle. Man, what a fucking crazy-ass episode. I appreciate you all so much for your contributions. Mike, thank you for rolling a 90 on your appearance. Yes. Uh, Holy (laughs) shit. Can I just say, I'm looking at this character sheet, and I'm like, what can't he do? Oh, there's some things. Yeah. I'm going to try not to drive in reality anytime soon. Yeah, he should neither drive nor be in charge of his own finances. That's what I'll say. Oh, <laughs> I don't think any of us should drive, <laughs> to be fair. Have you noticed I've been pro- providing yes. drivers? It's, yeah. it's much right. appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Well, this was so much fun. Um, do you guys want to stay live for Take a Knee? Oh, sure. sure. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, if you want to catch up with the podcast, you can follow us at CAF Podcast. You can follow me at I Think I'm Fred. I'm at One Gaming Lane. I'm at Starlit Firefly. And I'm at Typical Veronica. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Ka-chow. This episode was edited by Steph Kingston. You can find her on Twitter at Steph O. Kingston. This episode was produced by me, Veronica. The opening theme was composed by Rob Anderson. You can find him on Twitter at Hey, It's Birdie. Voiceover in the introduction was provided by Rick Lee. You can find him on Twitter at Rick underscore Lee. R-I-C underscore L-E-A. I feel like that was Hi, harder. Steph Kingston. <laughs> like how slow it was. Yeah, we didn't count down or anything. What? I we did it? did. <laughs> oh, wait. No, she doesn't want us to count people in. Never mind. She doesn't. Oh, we keep doing that. The, yeah. Yeah. But an initial count is probably. She was like, good. you're an idiot. This doesn't do a damn thing. <laughs> and we were like, ow, that hurts. Wow. She, our feelings. She's just too good. <clears throat> that we she didn't is, truly. We didn't realize she didn't need it. Okay, Frederick. All right, here we go. Um, oh shit, I gotta fix Mike's uh Mike's frame here. Hi stream. What up? Hey. Hello. Give me just a sec. I'm gonna fix old old mock line here. I can uh I can fix it too. Unless that would cause problems. Um no, I'll do it. Okay. Don't do a damn thing. I trust me. I wasn't going to. <laughs> Rude. Okay. I think what happens is um, we have a person staying with us with a cat, <laughs> and the cat runs and hits the cord for the camera, and it moves every damn time. I don't think about it until we're at this stage. (laughs) (laughs) Or you have a ghost. (gasps) Definitely ghost. My daughter thinks we have a ghost. Ooh. She called her Samantha or Stephanie or something. It's like, you know, those names, just whatever. They kind of all blend together. (laughs) I know it was a long S name, mm. which I count Stephanie and Samantha as long S names. Sasparilla. And in fact, <laughs> being put on the spot, I could not tell you one other S name, period. Saratoga. 
Savannah. Savannah. There we go. Savannah. Got it. Uh, that's a good ass. Shoshana. Right oh. Oh man. Yeah. No. My my kid. Uh. Doomborn maze. My kid lives to fucking freak me out. Uh, both of those children are against me and my soul. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're so a mean. Nice ghost. <laughs> like, you ever met a nice ghost that wasn't fictional? Yeah, I had a I had a nice ghost encounter myself. Well, they're not all bad. No. Uh, do you want to hear my ghost story? Yes. Okay. So I did the Seattle Underground tour. <gasps> I'm um, telling. Which, which is very cool because like Seattle like burnt down and then they rebuilt the city basically on top of itself. And so everything underneath like for a time became like just this, the, the underbelly of the city. Um, and then eventually they didn't use it at all anymore. But so I'm going through this underground tour and we get to this part um, where there used to be a brothel. And um, the tour guide is like, now this is historically the most haunted part of the underground tour. <gasps> and as he says that, my right arm and right arm only goes icy cold. But it doesn't feel scary. It feels like that feeling of when like a friend is just sort of leaning against you, you know, just like, hey, I'm here, just like, in your presence. And then like, it went away when I left the area. <laughs> Amazing. That was, I love it. That's my ghost story. Um, so I'd like to think it was a, a very nice sex worker who just wanted to say hey. and Yeah. Yeah. Do you know sex with ghosts is very common? <laughs> Lots of people have sexual encounters with ghosts. You know, a friend of ours has a podcast called Sex yeah. with Ghosts. Speaking yeah. of... <laughs> Yeah, definitely yeah, check yeah, out yeah. Sex with Ghosts. Molly and Bridget are awesome. Yeah. So. Yes, they are. It's yeah. a fun show. It's a fun yes, show. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> okay.
While that's happening, while they are mathing, I got to say, y'all, I got to go see Paul McCartney last night. And it was one of the best fucking shows I have ever been to. It was so good. Um, and I'm so excited. I got to take my whole family. I got Aww. some last minute, um, lawn tickets. And I kind of feel like I have a philosophy that you should always sit on the lawn or do general admission for acts that you're like, yeah, I'd see that. That sounds really cool. And then save all of your money for like the shows where you absolutely want to have the best possible seat for that for that particular artist. And so we got these lawn tickets and we were able to sit like up on the hill in the center. We had the best oh. fucking view. It was so awesome. Nice. Um, oh. And it was amazing. So Peter Jackson, is that right? Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So he just did a documentary called Get Back with, uh, you know, kind of the saga of the Beatles. And he was able to isolate John Lennon singing, um, this, the song. And so he was able to sing along with his friend from so many years ago. Aww. And it, I was just like crying the whole time. It was so cool. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. It was very good. So, uh, Birdie 51. The heck. <laughs> Paul McCartney, uh, Huge a Beatle. Star. Huge country star. Oh How gosh. dare you. I feel like Birdie's so. really young now from that comment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I feel really old. Yep, I'm feeling extremely old. <laughs> but mm. I had a I had a fabulous time and uh yeah, it was great. Good 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 times nice. and they played like so many songs that i really loved and hope that they had played mm-hmm. um his uh, whole band is amazing so if you have the opportunity to see one of the shows i think he's only stopping in like 14 places in the yeah. u.s he came here first oh like, yeah i saw whole tour which was just wild that he actually came here um, yeah i sadly didn't see it but yeah this- the 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 locations are like not these huge mega locations. Yeah. Like he came to Winston fucking Salem, <laughs> North Carolina. We live like 10 minutes away from the venue. And I was oh, like, nice. what? <laughs> this never happens. Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, I know that uh, Elton John is supposed to be coming to Greensboro, which is like 30 minutes away from us. And I really want to see that. That's mine and my daughter's probably one of our favorite artists. Oh, so, that'd yeah. be amazing. <gasps> oh, seeing Sting would Ooh. be so cool. Oh, Zeal Daddy, thank you for for putting that one on the radar. That <laughs> seems like such a good show. Ugh. Steph. Steph. Yeah. What? I, I rolled under my luck. Is that good? <laughs> uh, not, not really. No, that's I have a, to roll over? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. E- equal, equal or less than is 1d10 plus 5. Really? Yeah. How that's still I great. Get that? I, I know, I right? I had to double check my notes because I also rolled under. And I was like, yay! And then I realized, no. But I did get to add uh, 13 lucky points to my luck score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yay. Okay, I got to set you up for that, because otherwise, um, Steph is going to be like, the oh, fuck. <laughs> 